0: This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So in case you've missed it, the big story on Wall Street right now is the incredible underperformance by value stocks versus growth. But we already knew this, right, being value investors? But there's a good article out by Bloomberg that kind of uh, gathered all of the value is doomed articles into one article and um, that it was very interesting. They talked about how there's two indexes which track the value versus growth against each other. Well, I take it back. There's one index that tracks those two against each other and the total return of value versus the growth across the developed markets is at a 19-year low now. The last time that growth was this strong and value was this weak in the stocks was 2000. And another index that also tracks similar issues puts value stocks at a weakness last seen in 1975, apparently. Also, according to this Bloomberg article, J.P. Morgan recently came out with a note from its strategist talking about how this is a a once-in-a-decade opportunity to buy value. And that's a quote, quote, once-in-a-decade opportunity, unquote. Um, So a lot of interesting takes are going on in value right now. The last time that that index of value versus growth stocks slumped to those 2,000 lows, those stocks rallied 50% over the next 12 months. So that hitting that low was kind of an indication of it's gone too far and value is way undervalued now. So growth is maybe going to take a hit. But that was also in the dot-com era of when the dot-coms were exploding There was a bubble on the Nasdaq. And so when that busted, not surprisingly, everybody ran out of the Nasdaq stocks and into the old line mainstream what were value at the time, industrial plays like the railroads and things like that, which everyone had been mocking for the the late 90s. And so that's why you got that sudden rally 50%. But in order to get that today with this index hitting those 2000 lows, we would literally need like a social media, fang, hot retail, collapse of some kind. We need like a huge move in those stocks where then everybody was like, yeah, I gotta get out of this and run to these other things. Um right now we also have the Fed possibly starting a rate cutting cycle and that will hurt the banks, which as I've talked about in the past, are among the largest group of value stocks right now that are out there. So what's the catalyst to boost those stocks and make value you know back in play again there isn't really there's there's a non catalyst to make those stocks get even cheaper actually by the fed cutting rates so these are a couple of things that are out there working against the value, having the rebound like we saw in 2000. Also, according to Bloomberg in that same very good article, uh, the Bank of America sent out a survey of fund managers, and that was just this month in July. And only 2% expect value stocks to outperform growth over the next year. And that's the lowest percentage since 2010. I'm kind of surprised it doesn't go back further than that. Um, But since 2010... It's, you know, that's the lowest that we've seen, only 2%. Now, you could argue that this this kind of thing is a great contrarian indicator. So like JP Morgan, maybe they've seen like those kinds of stats are an, an indicator that, hey, it's gone too far. Nobody believes in value anymore. Everybody hates it. And that's when you need to be getting into it. Now, also just on a side note, almost everyone has their eggs in the one basket. We all have our eggs in the growth basket, right? Pretty much. Um, I know we all, most of us own Fang and we own the other big growth names now. Again, it doesn't have to be in tech to be a growth name. We could all be in, you know, the restaurant stocks like Shake Shack. I I get tweets sent at me about Shake Shack because it's in my opinion, way overvalued and all these people are like, but the shares are soaring. So somehow that makes it okay to buy at the crazy valuations. Um, But yeah, we all know these super crazy growth stocks that are out there and we're all owning most of them and even the world's greatest value investor Warren Buffett his Berkshire Hathaway as i've mentioned before now owns two of the fang stocks Apple and Amazon Apple was a legit value stock especially when he bought in in 2016 and Amazon though was not although somehow he's like been justifying it even though we haven't heard from the actual managers who bought Amazon for him but Um, Somehow that has some value in there. And so even he's in them. So what's my advice for value investors right now? Like, what should you be doing? Should you just be, you know, ejecting out into growth? Should you be looking at some kind of value here because it is so hated? Um, I have a few, few tips and things that I've been kind of putting into my own portfolio. So some of this might help you. Uh, decide kind of what you want to be doing as a value investor. So the first tip is you're going to need a long time horizon. The trade might not work out right away, especially if it's a turnaround play or it's one of these areas that's deeply out of favor. So one example I use is Aflac, the insurance company. The ticker is AFL. So if you look at the chart, the five-year chart, you'll see in 2015 and 2016, the stock basically went nowhere. It was completely out of favor. Again, it's an insurance company. There's no big growth opportunities there, but it was pretty cheap by mid 2016. And that's when it finally started to move. And it's been hitting new highs in the interim since then, including now in 2019. Is it, you know, going gangbusters like a Chipotle or a Snap is doing? No, but it's, Um, been grinding higher and like I said, hitting new highs again this year. So these are the kind of longer term plays that value investors have to get into. I own the stock in the value investor portfolio. I run here at Zacks and we've owned it for a couple of years. It was really slow growing going in that portfolio when it did nothing. And I I would have to write like the stock's still not going anywhere, but it's still cheap. And so we're going to stay in it to see if we get any rebound because the fundamentals are still good. So that's, the game that the value investor has to play, they have to have the strong stomach to stay in some of these. Heck, you might even need a strong stomach to stay in some of the growth names because uh, now that Chipotle is breaking out to new highs, I've gotten some tweets from some people who attempted to buy it when it was in its bad sell-off. When it was down you know, 68% off those highs, they did have the guts to get in there, But they didn't have the guts to hold on because it either kept sliding lower and then went nowhere for a little bit um, before the rebound started. So you really have to think beyond even just the quarter. You have to think, look, six months or a year down the line and think, where could this company be? Another thing to look for for value investors is to buy them dirt cheap, but not just cheap. Uh, We've been getting burned, I know I have been, of thinking, oh, this is pretty cheap. I'm going to get in here, but pretty cheap isn't really cutting it when value value stocks are this out of favor. So normally a value investor, as I've talked about on the show, can buy you know under 15 times on the PE or under the industry's overall average. And you could be pretty good even if the company was growing at slower pace. But that's not really happening right now because of the underperformance of the value stocks, and especially in those hated sectors. So I've taken to buying stocks even cheaper when they've been, completely oversold and it's like absurd. So yes, absurdity is now one of my standards that I'm looking for, one of my guidelines for value stocks. How absurd is it? Should I be buying this? Is someone giving it away? Um, Because there are some stocks that I get you know, tweets at like Tracy. The you know, this company has no debt, and it's literally trading. You know, with a single digit PE, and they're giving it away, and that is the case. Uh, one example of a company that was being given away, not so much right now, but it was about six months ago, is Synchrony Financial. S-Y-F is that ticker. This is another one I own in the value investor portfolio here at sax It's currently trading pretty cheap actually still at 8.4 times forward earnings, but it was at 7.7 times in December 2018 when I bought it for the portfolio. And the dividend at that time was also 3.3%. So Synchrony Controls. Uh, their business is credit cards, but mainly for a lot of the big retailers. So, for instance, Ann Taylor will not have its own credit card like division. It will hire Synchrony to create its credit card and its you know plan. And so, they handle a lot of the specialty retailers' credit cards systems and stuff like that. So um, this one went even cheaper at the end of December. So we got in kind of in the value investor in early December. It kept sinking when everything else was being sold off in late December. And we stayed in it because it was like, you know, five times, the PE went to five times and it was just absurd How cheap it got, and not surprisingly, shares have rebounded 55% in 2019. So it was um, oversold then, not quite as much now. Like I said, it's still pretty cheap at 8.4 times, but not completely absurdly oversold. So what is oversold right now? Some of the retailers. Some of you might be looking at some of those. Some of those super cheap retailers do have the value trap issue and they have a turnaround issue. It's not totally clear. Some of them are going to survive. Some of the other ones are just being ignored by the street and are just cheap um, without having a lot of the company problems as the others. So you really got to pick and choose. You got to really know, the business model of that retailer. but another area that I've talked about in the past is energy and it's getting pretty absurd in a lot of the EP's areas not the big um, conglomerates, not the big oils, but in the EMPs, the investing community has completely just run away from those. But it's going to take a lot of guts to buy these because there's been many bottoms, as I've talked about many times on this show and on The Market Edge. Uh, many times I was like, this has to be the bottom. Look how cheap it is. And then crude would rebound. The shares not so much. The shares are down again. So it's it's bad again. But one that looks cheap on its um, just sheer numbers is kind of interesting and they haven't reported yet. So when they report, we'll get a little bit more information, but it's Cimarex Energy, XEC is the ticker. They're headquartered in Denver. They do the Mid-Continent and the Permian. Their PE right now is 9.6. So that's pretty cheap for a lot of the energies where the PE can be all over the place. But they do pay a dividend, which is 1.6% right now. And these estimates are being cut. For this year, not surprisingly, they're down to 525 versus 687 in the last 90 days. They did make 740 last year, but expected to rebound by next year back up to 728, even though those are down a bit too over the last 90 days. So a um, little bit of value trap component this year, but not so much next year. Um, would have to. Listen in on this conference call to see what's happening here. But a lot of the energy stocks are just literally being thrown away <laughs> and given away. And I like the ones that pay some kind of dividend because one, I know that means they have some cash flow because they're paying me the dividend. And um, two, it gives me a little bit of backstop in case these shares continue to slide. So, on that note, value investors, you all need to look around, get it cheap, have some patience. And you may have to dollar cost average. That's what I've been doing on some of the energy stocks. That's even harder to do now, though, because these shares keep sliding and it really feels like you're just like throwing your money like off a cliff, essentially, because you buy more shares and they go even lower. So anything you just bought, you know, is now cheaper And that money just kind of goes away. So you really have to have the strong stomach. What my advice is on the financials is that those may get cheaper still. So I'm kind of staying in my own portfolio, on the sideline, on the banks. Um, I have been dollar cost averaging into the energies. Like I said, I've been looking at some of the retail and making some changes in my retail Um, investments as well. They haven't reported yet, so we're going to get most of them coming up here. And so we'll get a little bit better guidance about what their businesses look like. But look for absurdly oversold stocks, even on the banks. At some point, we probably will get a lot of the smaller community banks, especially, and maybe even the regional banks, the smaller regional banks, as like dirt cheap. Like there'll be like very good dividend yields of like four to 5% on some of those community banks even. And you'll see a lot of the insiders buying there and you'll be like, what's, what's wrong with this picture? Why is everybody, you know, selling this? Why is it so cheap? And it's just simply because it will be absurdly oversold. So is this a buying opportunity of a lifetime, as J.P. Morgan said. Many value investors are being mocked right now. Um, It's hitting these lows on these indexes, which we haven't seen in a couple decades. And usually at the bottoms is when you start to see all this this kind of behavior. We even have Berkshire Hathaway buying Amazon. I would put that as a signal is that that might be a bottom too. They even threw in the towel of saying, I could not find any more value stocks to buy that I feel are going to outperform here, so I have to go into something like Amazon to help boost the portfolio returns, essentially, and to put some money to work. But interestingly, Berkshire does own Synchrony, which I talked about earlier, SYF is that ticker, and they have a very small position in it, but yet I don't um, believe they added to it. Last year, at the end of last year, when it sank to those super, super low PEs. So that's also interesting. Why aren't they getting into there? I don't know. Um, But it's all of these things are making me think that maybe values times will come uh, sooner rather than later, but we've had the false the false bottoms before a couple of years ago, even with when the financials rallied in twenty sixteen, and then could not hold that rally. So, um, so. As a value investor, it's a hard time out there, but I'm still finding some value stocks even for my portfolio here at Zacks. We are going into some of the hated areas. We we do have energy plays over there. We have a couple banks. Um, we're trying to find you know the growth value combination. And there's a couple that I even had to sell when they were oversold, absurdly oversold, because um, I just had to contain some losses. But I'll be looking into some of those again. And you all know to keep a tracker of all your value stocks so that you can see when um, they're getting a little even more juicy than what they've been getting. And every week, as you know, I will be bringing you as many of the value stocks as I can um, here on the show, and we can commiserate together <laughs> on what it's like to be a value investor. But all is not lost because I do believe uh, that this could be a very good buying opportunity. You got to have that long term hold, though. And uh, value investors, you know, we like it. We like buying on the cheap. We like buying when everybody else is fleeing and now is the perfect time. So let me recap some of the tickers I talked about. We did talk about Apple, AAPL, and Amazon of course is A-M-Z-N. I do own Amazon in my own portfolio, but I didn't do a Berkshire and just buy them. I did buy them a couple of years ago, but they weren't cheap when I bought them either. So I did defect and buy Amazon myself. Um, Affle- Affleck is A-F-L, Synchrony is S-Y-F, and Um, Simrex is X-E-C. So be sure to subscribe because I'll be bringing you more value stocks, like I said, every week here on The Value Investor. And you can get us on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, or you can get us two for one on the SoundCloud. And we're under the Zach's Market Edge over there. So be sure to get us somewhere and I'll see you again next week with some more value stocks.